on the next episode of Sip Suds and Smokes. Today is the best of. I still can't believe that, that we're in like the end of the year. Anyways, as we come to the end of our 10th season. Wow. 10th. Wow. 10th. A decade. Decade of decadence. Wow. Can you believe it's really been 10? It's I, X I, in Roman numerals, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's a big letter. Yeah. I'm just saying. We want to look back and discuss some of our favorite beers, beer styles, breweries, events, shared moments, things. So we're going to go around the table now, and each host is going to talk about a favorite from this year. And um, we're going to have some beers on hand to drink while we are talking about those great things. We'll be right back after this break. live from the dude in the basement studios. Why? Because that's where the good stuff is. It sips, suds, and smokes with your smoke and host, the good old boys. Suds, suds, it's time for more suds. Hello there. Welcome, welcome, welcome. This is a sud segment for those of you not sure what you tuned into, where we discuss the good things in life 12 to 16 ounces at a time. I'm one of your hosts, Good Old Gal Juliana, and joining me today at the table is Good Old Boy Kendall. Hello. It's a pleasure to be here. This is one of my favorite days of the year is when we talk about these things. These things, which we'll get to these things in just a minute. Good old boy Sparky. Hello. Hey, thank you guys for uh, recognizing Festivus for the first time. I really appreciate that. (laughs) Thanks for bringing up Festivus for the rest of us. It's true. I've made a donation to you in the uh, Human Foundation. Money for people. I do have a bare aluminum pole that I put in my yard on December 23rd. Feats of strength. Let's go. Let's go. Do it. Aww. That's so sweet. Look at the love here. Um, Good old boy, Sean. Hi. Bah humbug. That's right. (laughs) (laughs) And the realism just showed. That's right. Good to be back as always. Good old boy, Dave. I am all that is mad. You're cute. I know. That's true. That's damn true. Well, I'm good old gal Juliana, and as we come to the end of our 10th season. Wow. 10th. Wow. 10th. A decade. Decade of decadence. Wow. Can you believe it's really been 10? It's X in Roman numerals, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's a big letter. Yeah. Just saying. We want to look back and discuss some of our favorite beers, beer styles, breweries, events, shared moments, things. But before we get to the best things of the year, we need to stop and acknowledge the worst thing. On October 4th, we lost good old boy Caperton. 
Dave was taken from the world too soon. He was a big dude with an even bigger heart. He had many loves, his family, his friends, books, music, the outdoors, and of course, homebrewing and craft beer. Saison was his favorite style, and from now on, I don't think any of us will ever try a new Saison without wondering, what would Caperton think of this? So everyone, please raise a glass of whatever you're drinking right now and drink a toast to good old boy Caperton, whose voice at this table will always be missed. Here, here. Cheers. 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 Cheers to you, dude. Do yourself a favor, find some music you love, and turn it up loud. Yes. Yeah. He would want that. Oh, he totally would. Then yes. go kill some kudzu. <laughs> <laughs> Whack it. Yeah. Whack it to death. Abate yes. It. Yes, abate it. Masterly. Okay. So we're going to go around the table now, and each host is going to talk about a favorite from this year, a beer, a style, event, whatever. And um, we're going to have some beers on hand to drink while we are talking about those great things. Um, but first, good old boy Sean, why don't you give us the Suds ratings for today? All righty. We'll be discussing and rating these beers with Suds ratings these suds ratings plus our signature belching sounds here are those ratings now number one that sucks give me anything but a bud number two was that a belch number three ah what a relief I can no. feel that relief, by the way. Oh, oh, <laughs> there's more coming from this way. <laughs> All righty, number four. A body should really not make that sound. Ooh, she's stuck. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Let it out. Come on. <laughs> there we go. She was broke. Wow. All of that buildup. And number five, listen to that hang time. Give me another. That one came through for us. Of course it did. Well, thank you. All right. Well, let's get into it. Good old boy, Kendall, since you are here, please Yeah, I'd be happy to. Do you want to talk about this beer you served us first, though, or do oh, you want to wait? Well, no. I mean, okay, yeah. <laughs> I'll talk about it for a second. It's it really just was nice. um so this we did a brewery takeover of Lone Oak Farm um from Maryland and um from only Maryland as a matter of fact. Really beautiful place. And what we're drinking is the Lone Oak Lager. It's a light American lager, four point two percent ABV, just really nice and easy. And I thought that would be a nice way to just start the day. It is. It was yeah. a nice Tasty, tasty start. Yeah. Yeah. Very nice. So job, if we were going to rate this, we'd say maybe a four. Huh? We're going to rate it a four. Yes. Uh, oh, that's a good start. Yep. All right. Now, good old boy Kendall. All right. Um, well, I've passed everybody a beer I poured. You know, I, it's not my favorite beer of the year, but it's one of my favorite new breweries of the year. This is uh, Soul and Spirits. I think they might have opened in 2021, but they're 
pretty new brewery in Memphis. Mm. If you ever pass through Memphis, stop. They're uh, just a few a mile or so north of downtown. And a great brewer, making a lot of different styles. Uh, his his lagers are just spot on. I really enjoyed them. Uh, the pails and the IPAs and everything I tried was really good as well. So, yeah, if you're just passing through Memphis, uh, make sure you stop at uh, Soul and Spirits. And there's a lot of other great breweries in Memphis. It's turned into quite the beer town. It didn't used to be. Um, yeah, it has, hasn't so, it? Sorry, I was a little distracted by my beer. Yep. Uh, but yeah, but what I wanted to talk about today is my favorite thing of the year in beer was I finally got to cross two things in my bucket list on the same day. Um, wow. I was in Denver during GABF week. Nice. I did not attend GABF, which might be the best way to go to Denver yeah, during GABF. That is, correct. Yeah, yeah. that is exactly right. I mean, everybody should go to GABF once, but I've done it several times and it's like, okay, that was fun. I don't need to do that again. Um, it's a <laughs> massive beer festival, but the best part is everything in Denver is the really cool. There's the a beer bars lot of good or, stuff. Yeah. So I was in Denver uh, a couple of days before JBF even started, and one afternoon I found my way to two breweries that are serving beer in very traditional ways, and that would be Beer Stotts Slow Pour Pills and Hogshead's uh, Cask ESB. Holy cow! I can't tell you how much those beers just how affected me and just how wonderful that was both yeah. of those breweries are doing very classic styles one english one german uh slow pour pills take six or seven minutes to get and it just it makes that beer delicious it knocks down the carbonation you really get to experience a lot more of the beer and you could kind of say the same thing about cascale you don't have all that carbonation and yeah i never thought i really enjoyed cask beer because i've never had good cask beer and I've always heard people say that the best beer, the best cast beer outside of London, uh, England itself is probably going to be Hogshead in Denver. I would say that's a very good bet. Yeah. And it yeah. was the most amazing bitter I've ever had. I just savored that beer for about 45 minutes. Slowly, <laughs> wow. slowly working yeah. on it. Yeah. But yeah, so that same day, yeah, I uh, had beer poured traditionally. English and German styles in Denver. And if you ever get to Denver, they're only maybe a 10-minute ride from each other. You can hit both in the same afternoon. Uh, and a lot of great beer in Denver. But that experience of uh, traditional pill service and traditional cask bitter service was phenomenal. That's awesome. Oh, yeah. And beer set, their glasses are oh, just yeah. gorgeous, deco, beautiful, beautiful. And then Hogshead, you know, from the outside, it's so unassuming. Oh, right. You yeah. know? And I, it's funny. I've been to Denver um, a lot, at least a dozen times in the last 10 years. And uh, somehow I've never made it by either of these breweries. And so I made it a point to do it this time. And yeah, we went I to Hogshead a few years ago. And uh, and we actually covered a couple of their beers in a show this season. And, yeah. Um, Mm-hmm. As far as English style ales, I mean, they are spot on. Yeah. So good. I ended up having a, a porter and another beer I can't remember, but they were phenomenal. Oh yeah, yeah. like you can't go wrong by them at all. Yeah, there, there's never been awesome. a bad beer. That Absolutely we've had. perfect yeah. pint. Oh, that's really cool. Okay, so tell us about oh, this the beer. Beer we're drinking. Uh, yeah, so this is one of the beers I picked up at Soul and Spirits in Memphis uh, on Thanksgiving weekend. Um, it's called Bring It Home. It's a uh, premium lager, also known as a German-style Helles. So pretty much straight-up Helles, which you know I love. They're doing all the styles. In fact, a few of the trendy ones, you know, 
got to pay the light bills. Yeah, got sure. To. But but he must have had on, um, I don't know, eighteen different beers on tap. So whether you're a traditionalist or you're a trend chaser, he has something for you. Absolutely. Nice, nice. Julie tried a couple of their beers uh, at the Winter Warmer, and um, yeah, that it, smoked beer that oh they had was outstanding. It really was, and they brought so much diversity, like to that fest. You know what I mean? I was, I was so jazzed, so yeah. jazzed. They're they're doing good stuff. Really yeah. cool to see what's happening there, and in really in all of Memphis. Yeah, yeah, I know. What do you guys think cool. about this uh, this beer from Memphis? Going to Memphis, but. <laughs> no, this is really tasty. This beer's really worth well a good stabbing. I mean, yeah. I mean, the argument about the Memphis beer scene is that their water source is not the Mississippi, which is most of the water sources in Tennessee, but it's the the, the artesian the, the, aquifer, the, the Memphis sands. <laughs> oh my god! Um, yeah, so I've always been impressed with what's coming out of the uh, the Memphis scene, and this is another another worthy contender mm-hmm. just a good clean beer man. very yeah. clean yeah. yeah yeah it's nice and it's 4.9 percent heck could kick you back a lot, a lot of, of that man yeah, yeah. so Barbecue. mostly gonna find them in memphis and they are distributing at a few select locations in nashville cool nice. well that's another good reason to go to memphis yeah right well we'll be back in just a minute with more welcome back everyone today is the best of i still can't believe that that we're in like the end of the year anyways we are we have been talking about good old boy kendall's experiences this year and the beer that he brought to share today was bring it home it's a lager from soul and spirits in memphis tennessee and we are going to quickly rate this a four uh, uh, oh it worked that time good for sure all right, next up, good old boy Sparky, what do you got for us? Well, so this has been a weird year for me because, um, one, I have really changed my beer buying habits or consumption over the last um, couple of years, and, and definitely this year for sure. So I've been cleaning out my cellar, and it's yeah. been it's been kind of an exciting adventure. We had this huge remodel done to our downstairs, and so my wife finally realized how much beer I've been sitting on that she had no idea. <laughs> <laughs> what? You had, you had what yeah. in this house? This yeah. Yeah. So, so anyway, I've been like, uh, so I've really been destroying my cellar. And then also Kendall talked me into getting uh, a beer maker, mm-hmm. um, which has just been so much fun this year. I've, I've really enjoyed uh, getting to brew beer and um, with that device and, uh, really recommend it. It's a lot of fun to on small scale um, brew some beer with. But so this was something that I pulled out of the cellar, uh, and and again, man, some things have just aged horribly. <laughs> There's been some really, really things that uh, were instant drain pours, and uh, <laughs> then some that turned out really well. So what I've got in front of you. So this is uh, a Jester King Spawn Four from 2017 the February 13th blend. And uh, so it's a blend of their uh, 2014, 2015, and 2016 of spontaneously fermented uh, 
inspired by authentic Belgium Lambic and he uses his crazy uh, symbol. I remember if you guys remember there was that whole controversy because he couldn't call it Lambic. <laughs> right. But he had his like American Lambic kind of thing. But um, I popped one of these a few days ago and just really enjoyed it. I think it's, it's really going in some interesting directions. Um, yeah. And I, I mean, I love, unfortunately a lot of the beers, um, there's been some like great stouts that I've gone back and revisited and a yeah. lot of, you know, sours and lambics and stuff like that. Like a lot of the embrace the funk stuff that I like have been sitting on that actually has been really great. Most of it has turned out fantastic. Yeah. Um, but man, there's just been some, <laughs> there's been some trains. Well, it's a, a crapshoot. Yeah. You know, it's always a crapshoot, dude. Yeah. You never know. And I mean, and not necessarily Yazoo, but just some of the other beers I sat on, I thought like, maybe this turned out. No, no, it did not. It needed to go down. But this one turned out, I think, pretty well. What do you guys this think? This is, yeah, this is a pleasure to drink. This is an easy drinker. And you don't always say that about a Lambic, American or otherwise, you know. Yeah. But it's it's smooth and it, there's no bite or the, and it's just yeah I'm getting like not only wine notes but some apple notes mm-hmm. that are very pleasant yeah oh, you really can enjoy the fruit in it you know because it's not over the top I always get a little bit of that kind of thing you get out of funky cheesiness and you know that that a lot of these have aged tops in them and that brings a, a type of acid that can contribute that, to that. that and I always pick that up in these old lambics and it just, these beers go so well with good funky cheeses. Like mm. give me a chunk of blue cheese right now mm. to kill this yeah, bottle yeah. with. Yeah. Yeah. And I'd be happy. Be cool. Oh yeah. Is there any fruit in this? No, no, but yeah. I mean, I'm definitely picking up uh, some stone fruit notes out of it. I mean, yeah. there's some serious, which I love. I mean, I'm a stone fruit whore, but um, no, yeah. like, <laughs> who isn't? Who is whore? Nobody whore. I want to associate with. Such a whore. Yeah. yeah. No, I'm like, because I'm getting like almost peachiness on yeah. this. Yeah. And yeah. I'm I mean, like, it's where just, is just this spontaneously yeah. fermented, you know, from just the Texas Hill notes. Country. Yeah. Um, you know, just just like a lot of lambics, you know, you you kind of pick those things up, um, which is why when they do end up using, you know, some you know secondary fermentation with stone fruits, it always like goes to the next level. Mm-hmm. But um, but yeah, this this is just straight up plain old spontaneously fermented in the beer. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I I, I bought this out. I thought it was uh, one of the things that was not a disaster that I had. To- <laughs> this is this is really nice. Yeah. No, you know, thank you. You make a great point though. I have quit buying a lot of beer to cellar way because during the pandemic I drank down my cellar and half of it was garbage. So I just yeah. stopped buying beer to put away. Now the good news is I found that a lot of it was great at like cleaning out stains and other things <laughs> in my pipes and yeah. sinks. Nice. I mean, it's vinegar yeah. right at that it, point. It yeah. is. So yeah. it does a great job with that. Yeah, and then the next note that I'd say is like Kendall had been telling me for quite some time. Kendall's been brewing beer, you know, in all sorts of different formats for a number of years, and he had been telling me about the beer maker. And I was like, oh God, fine, whatever. I ended up buying it on my birthday this year. He sent me a code to get a discount on it. And I have just had so much fun. They're fun. Yeah, just just brewing with it because and this I'm such a dork because I hate hand washing things and the fact that most of it's dishwasher safe or disposable. Yeah, right. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. It is so yeah. easy. It's kind of awesome. Yeah. I, mean, I mean, that is the big problem of brewing your own beer is the cleanup. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. hate that so much. So um 
yeah. I love mine. I've been using mine for almost two years. I got it in December of 2020. So um, I've got a batch in there I need to kick up right now. But if you don't know, it, it does about a gallon and a half at a time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But you're making, you start with real, just grain. And uh, yeah. so it's real brewing, but it's we, uh, super cool. Yeah. We've done two batches in ours. And, oh, you uh, guys have one? Yeah. Oh, I didn't realize. Well, once you got one, we're like, hell, we got to get one. Oh, that's I funny. Know. Yeah. Sparky gets what's, it done. What's yeah. that porter that uh, it won the awards? Like, um, that's the one that we just did. Yeah, yeah I forget the oh. name of it. Yeah, but somebody has won an NHC gold medal on beers, that brewed crazy? Wow. beer maker, yeah. which wow, is insane to think it's, about. It's yeah. re- I can't remember the name of that stout or a porter but recipe, but it's anything so good. was a selling point for it. it that that's kind of it right yeah. there. You yeah. Know? I think we're gonna do the wee heavy next. So awesome, man. Yeah, I, I, yeah, a lot of it's done really well on the darker beers, even some of the lighter ones too. But I mean, the the stouts and porters. It it does dark beers really well. Really well. Um, Great for this time of year. So yeah, that's that's been my year, and I and I just really it's it's been crazy because. Um, I've, I've really abstained from drinking beer during the week. Like that's kind of my like weekend reward. That's when I'll like go raid the cellar and find the mistakes and have my enamel melted off my mm-hmm. teeth and, or maybe be pleasantly surprised like this, uh, Hill Farmstead. But, uh, yeah. Um, you mean, uh, Jester King, Jester excuse King. me. Sorry. Jester. <laughs> no, I, I was thinking, no, no, I've got, I've actually got like a huge, like 1.5 liter, uh, Hill Farmstead that I'm afraid to open because <laughs> I hope it's good. Fingers crossed. I don't know, but it's a lot of beer to like. There's one way to find out. Yeah, I know. In a crowd. Um, yeah. And actually, I've got a three liter supplication good that's God. like Ooh, yeah. five or six years old, and like Ooh. when that's, that'll be about perfect. Yeah, like, uh, but I need you guys to he's, be he's present gotta, when we find that, it, right? You got to find an event for that. That is event. a lot of beer. Yeah, it takes two of me to carry the bottle, actually. <laughs> oh, that's cool. Very but cool. yeah. Okay, well, speaking of this Jester King beer, everyone's thoughts on it? I mean... I, I it's th- the closest thing to lamb you're going to get in America. Yeah. Yeah, I think 100%. so, too. Yeah, I think so, too. And I think the the part about, you know, we're all picking up fruit notes and there's no fruit. I think that really lends to how well it's made and how well they've utilized the 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 mixed culture well and yeah how lucky they got with the yeast that decided to land in the cool ship exactly surprise yeah Yeah. Yeah. this is what we get go all that good stuff that blew in on the texas wind yeah yeah Yeah, big fan of all the spawns well and i mean the good the cool part about jester king too is that they have that farm right there that they're growing stuff on so so you're getting all the the, the, the you're you're getting local flora did they ever fix the parking lot that I don't know. It's been a few years <laughs> since I've been there. <laughs> um, yeah. And, you know, I'm thrilled to have Jester King back around because remember, like, in the day, it was the big sweetheart and you had to go out of state to get it now that it's around. And um, thank you for having it at the Winter Warmer. It was nice. It was nice. Um <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Le Petit Prince, like... Ah, I think the other one, the... Uh, the- the nocturnal, yeah, nocturnal oh, chrysalis, that whatever. Was gorgeous uh, yeah. too. Forget the fruit in that the was in gin that. barrel. So good, yeah, yeah, yeah. But bringing them around again, you know, they're still here. They're still doing beautiful things in Texas, and um, you know, it's a testament to a really good brewery that is like standing the test of time, so to speak. Yeah. Well, we are going to rate this particular spawn from 2017 from Jester King a big five. Nice. Kendall, do you have anything in-
interesting to share with us. I do. A story off the <laughs> newswires. You don't say. That says the bag gate cheating scandal rocks the professional cornhole world. Oh. Oh. I had yeah. my cornhole rocked once. It was <laughs> it's not something he's I never he's never been quite the same. No, we don't, we don't talk about that. Now watch out for your cornhole, Peter. <laughs> it's being called the greatest controversy in the history of the sport of cornhole. Wow. I mean that's big. <laughs> that's in, big. With wow. such a storied history as professional cornhole has. So a cheating scandal, Doug. Dubbed Baggate has sent shockwaves across the professional cornhole world. Wow. It's hard to read this with a straight face. I'm sorry. The controversy sparked in August at 22 at the American Cornhole League World Championships in South Carolina. Devin Harbaugh filed a formal complaint against cornhole players Mark Richards and Philip Lopez, claiming the number one ranked doubles team used illegal beanbags. Oh, the humanity. Oh, man. It's nothing I sacred thought anymore. thought the bags were too thin, Harbaugh asserted. <laughs> the bags are too thin. Well, I mean, they were using white corn instead of number two uh, corn. Like, uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's such That's a classic. Yeah. 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 Their, their bags, mistake. Their bags were mistake. full of cream corn. I think there was some thrown in there. <laughs> <laughs> so, a $15,000 purse was on the line. Wow. Um, where competitors You're talking real money bags now, buddy. filled with slanted of... boards approximately 27 feet apart. Bags of money? And importantly to know is after the complaint was filed, officials performed a bag inspection. Oh. <laughs> Sir, present your bag, please. <laughs> We're going to inspect it thoroughly. <laughs> it turns out none of the competitors we're using compliant regulation size bags. What kind of? Oh come on! What right? kind of What's wrong dog with and people? pony show wow. are they running here? Wow. <laughs> you can't even have a legitimate cornhole championship. But after the bag inspection, the <laughs> the officials determined there was no intentional violation, and so the ACL spokesperson alluded to the fact that some cheating might have taken place. He said, it's possible, but I'm pretty confident it wasn't intentional. These boys just didn't know any better. He says, I don't know how they became illegal size. We did not boil the bags. I don't know what that what? means, but uh, the incident is now known as Baggate and has sparked conversations about implementing more strict regulations to prevent the use of non-compliant bags. I think that's about all you need to know right there. <laughs> you I know, mean, this thing goes. This story goes on for a while, but I think yeah. we've got the gist of it. Well, they're gonna they're gonna tighten tighten things up around the bags <laughs> at some point. Those going forward, those ap, those in sudden bag inspections, especially when they're thorough. Yeah, <laughs> thorough bags. You know, you get yeah. a couple guys coming up to you all of a sudden wanting to inspect your bag. I mean, it thoroughly get a little nervous. It's true. Yeah, Oof. especially in South Carolina. Mm. Did everybody get one of these? Yeah, I mean, yeah. they're already Gamecocks in South Carolina. That's well, where you're starting. Well, yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, yeah. 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 They, they've 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 definitely got to think about bags and. <laughs> okay, come we're on. done. Okay, okay. <laughs> the story did say the best of them can make up to two hundred fifty thousand dollars a year throwing cornhole. Really? Man. Yes. That just shows you people have nothing to do. Yeah. Exactly. That is, that's drink yeah. beer and cornhole. That's yeah. a commentary. There's a lot of sponsorship money in it, though, from, uh, you know, Big Bag. Yeah. <laughs> Big Corn, too. Big Corn. Big corn. <laughs> Green Giant probably uh, sponsors a lot ho, of people. Ho, ho, ho. <laughs> oh, 
my gosh. Um, that was great. Thank you. Thank you, Good Kendall. That Kendall. was very that was very informative. informative. Yes, very informative. Kendall pulled that out of his bag of tricks. Mm, <laughs> that he did. Okay, <laughs> moving on. Good old boy, Sean. We're moving you, on. I don't know if we're moving up. What you got for us? <laughs> oh, good experiences I've had the past year. Uh, let's start with my first visit to Monk's Cafe in Philadelphia. Woo-hoo! Nice. Why? Never, never been there. Bucket list. Oh, my goodness. Uh, so to walk in and see Blind Pig and Pliny the Elder on draft. Mm-hmm. That, that's well, a good first impression. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, well, this is where we're starting. And then I looked down and spotted Hair of the Dog. Uh, so for those that don't know, and speaking of worst things to happen this year, Hair of the Dog in Portland, Aww. Oregon, Alan Sprint so, decided yes. to call it a retirement. So and fair sad. enough. Uh, but uh, spying the Adam beer, which I've had before and love, uh, I was like, well, what other Hair of the Dog do you have? And uh, they came back with Fred, uh, named after Fred Eckhart. Uh, nice. Belgian golden, as, as I recall. And first sip, oh my goodness, I just melted. Uh, my girlfriend took a sip at that point too, and she just went, oh wow. And so hats off to Alan for just not only uh, remembering Fred with such a great beer, but just producing great beer to begin with. Um, that was definitely one of my highlights was getting to try that beer. And you know, if you come across it, get it while the going's good. Yeah. Um, other than that, uh, the usual suspects, Bells has been keeping my fridge full and you know my daily drinking uh, driver. Uh, another guy uh, called retirement though right yeah another guy that called retirement and uh, uh sold out the same conglomeration that now owns uh new belgium as Everything. well so yeah uh so you know happy retirement to larry um but uh and also because of that we have hop slam on the market earlier this year than ever that's been weird it is weird scene and it's been great to drink yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> I just can't do that one. No, it's way too sweet for me. Yeah, it's 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 tamed down a little bit, but yeah, you're right. It's still definitely on that old school, you know, some of that caramel malt. Uh, even though they do brew it with honey, which is going to dry some of that out. But uh, so yeah, those were uh, definitely some of the ones. And then uh, the beer I have passed out to you all, Scratch Brewing, as always, one of my mm. favorites, Aww. one of Caperton's favorites, one of Caperton's favorites. Yeah. Yes. Uh, I have definitely had some great moments at that brewery with him. Uh, so. So uh, when I was there at Thanksgiving, I brought back the barrel-aged blackberry and lavender. Uh, and the story on this is it is uh, 5.5% ABV, and it is a bottle-conditioned sour ale brew without hops, bottled and flavored with Southern Illinois-grown blackberries and lavender, and fermented with our Wild House mixed culture, aged for one year in red wine punching. Nice. Wow. It is yeah. beautiful. It well, is yeah. really great. And the lavender just like, it's not overpowering. It's no. like so subtle. So subtle. And that's one of the things in their book because uh, there's a local farmer that is interested in doing some stuff with lavender and I'm interested in brewing with it. And the problem is it turns into soap really quick. Your yeah. beer can turn into sure, soap. Sure. So yeah, you to your point, like it's blended in the blackberries, I think just really help balance that out. So oh, it's yeah. perfect. Yeah. I remember Julie and I went to Scratch one time with Caperton. And uh, while we were there, uh, he pulled out one of his uh, special cigarettes, and um, <laughs> I don't remember the ride home. <laughs> well, at least he didn't. At least he didn't pull a bag out of his cornhole. That's, That's true. Uh, That's true. Because it could have gone that way. Not, yeah. No, I once had a neighbor give me some homemade soap with lavender in it, and. It was a lavender bomb. Bob, that's, it's like, I know I've had those beers that that, that can go yeah. really bad really fast. Yeah. I mean, it's just such a 
deadly weapon. Yes, right. (laughs) A little bit goes a long way. Yeah. And I'm always the person that like, I just put a little bit more in there. Yeah. Three garlic cloves? How about the whole bag? Yeah. Yeah. I just love what Scratch does, and so many of their beers have no hops at all. It just shows that even before people were knew about hops hundreds of years ago that there were other ways to bitter beer to counteract all the sweetness Absolutely. of the grain. Yeah. yeah. And this is a beautiful beer. There's it's not overly sweet at all. It's it, not. Yeah. No. And it's so, got a nice tartness to it. That barrel age just comes through really nice as well. Very yeah. dry. Yep. Very well, dry. Just like the the knowledge they have about all the different ingredients, you know. And and really if you think about like, I mean, they're just walking out in the woods and grabbing stuff and, and all this. And just the knowledge of how much to use and how things interact with each other mm-hmm. all the way through the fermentation yes. process. Because yeah. things change, you know, and it, yeah. it's just really impressive. As, as a brewer, for me, it's always exciting to go in there and see what they have on tap and what ingredients they're using. And then just to taste something like this and just go, okay, I've got some work to step up my game. Back yeah. to the woodshed. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, we'll be back with more in just a brief minute. Welcome back, everyone. We are celebrating the end of another great year um our 10th year as a matter of fact and we've been going around and talking about the best things that we've enjoyed for the for the year and good old boy sean um was talking about this really beautiful black blueberry blackberry lavender, lavender. barrel um, aged and barrel aged in it's a lot of bees red uh, wine, wine punchins yeah, yeah. Mm. Really, really beautiful. And then talking about scratch. Um, for me, this reminds me of Frausch. Frausch. Yes, which is a beer from Scotland. Um, not so easy to find here, at least in this part of the United States. But what I love about um, scratch Frausch. is, well, and Frausch <laughs> for that matter, <laughs> is just that you don't need to have hops to have something that gives you that bittering quality and that gives it that really beery flavored beer but on a different level yeah and going to scratch i mean you don't like it's so cool because you don't know what you're gonna get and what you're gonna be thrown at i mean there was this mushroom beer that i had when we were there last Mm -hmm. that tasted like peanut butter brickle right well it was crazy well it also tasted like uh, the the one that tasted like roasted chicken the hen of the woods yes yes the hen of the woods scotch ale and so it's a mushroom that tastes like tastes like. You could use chicken. that as a base to make a Nashville hot chicken beer. Ooh, you could. Wouldn't that be cool? <laughs> no, but it was good. Yeah. Spar- Sparky is not having it. Sparky is like, if you could see this face on Sparky's face. All right, fine. <laughs> Just because you can do something, okay, doesn't mean you fine, should. Fine, fine, fine. Okay, back to the beer from scratch. What do we all think of it? And let's rate it. I think we would rate it a this. We're going to do that? Yep. Okay. okay. We're going to rate this beautiful beer a five. Thank you, Sean, for bringing this. Good job, Sean. I've never been there. I need to go up. Oh, dude. yeah. Oh, yeah, good, good old boy Mike's been up there a few times, and I went up there a few times with good old boy Caperton. So, yeah, yeah Kendall, we need, yeah, to, we need to make this happen. It's a good Timmy's trip. a big yeah. fan of it, And too. Tim's been oh, up there yeah. as a number of mm-hmm. times as well. Yeah. Yeah, yeah cool. Timmy. Good old boy, Dave. What do you got for us? So uh, I don't really have a favorite beer because I usually don't remember beers long after I drink them. But more, it's for me this year's been more about styles, and I've been really excited about 
how breweries are embracing lagers more the last couple of years. You know, um, we we always obviously talked about Suarez family recently. We've talked about Dovetail, um, and just it it feels like a lot of the breweries that uh, Lone Oak and everything like a lot of these breweries are really getting back into taking the time the extra time it takes to make a lager, you know, and, and really embracing the, the cleanness, you know, we've had a lot of really good check loggers, the light check loggers, dark Amber, all the different check loggers, Pilsners. I mean, I've had more Pilsners this year than I probably have in the last decade. Even the winter warmer festival here in Nashville recently. I mean, they every brewery brought like big beers and then they would bring like a, a small lighter beer. And I drank probably in a festival where I usually drink more barrel aged stouts, you know, I drank more Pilsners at the winter warmer this year than I did anything else. Drank a lot of the lager. Yeah. And it was they were all really good. You like it the lager? Love it. Yes, I'm a lumberjack, We're and a, I'm okay. That's the thing. I, are we t- when you started, you said breweries are welcoming loggers, loggers. I I thought you said loggers. So. Yeah, yeah. You yeah, know, they, like, we, we need more lumberjacks. They've been discriminating yeah, bearded, against them for far too long. men in plaid shirts you yeah. know, need to feel more comfortable going into craft breweries. Because <laughs> you know, that's, that's been a thing. Yeah. You know? And so I love that. I would say that there are a couple of places I've been with Juliana this year that that really stood out. Um, one of the best beer stores I've been in, been into in a long time was Sabatini's in um, Exeter, Exeter, Pennsylvania. So it's near Scranton. Great bottle shop, man. With a they had a cool bar. The people knew the products they had. The selection was incredible, like international beers plus tons of local stuff. They had J.W. Lee's Harvest Ales from 2001, 2002. Oh, oh wow. And I definitely picked some up because those are some of the best years you can get that beer. And so... Speaking of beers that age yeah. well. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, right. Exactly, yeah. right? Yeah, that's not a dream for. <laughs> yeah, so, <no. laughs> and, and it was just like this unassuming little place, which started out as a pizza place. They bought another building across the parking lot, turned it into probably one of the best bottle shops you'll find in the Northeast. So does the pizza suck? Or like- <laughs> the pizza's pretty good. <laughs> okay. You know, um, I mean, the pizza's, yeah, the pizza's good. The pizza's good and you know, they, for Pennsylvania pizza. And yeah. luckily for them... <laughs> Excuse you? I love you. Whatever. Oh. <laughs> Rude. The fight is on. Eh, the fight is go. on. It's never off. That's the thing. Because pizza is a big thing in northeastern Pennsylvania. Old Forge. But they don't to be put exact. meat on it. No, we don't need meat. You don't need it. Okay. So, you don't wow. Agree all. to disagree. Yeah. <laughs> not for this. No, not for this style pizza. Hmm. Yeah. It's okay. different. No, it's unlike anything you've had down here in the yeah. South. Well, that's what we say about things that we don't like sometimes. <laughs> well, I've never Just, tasted anything like that before. <laughs> Bless your heart. Yeah. So, Whatever. Well, that's something anyway. else. Okay. Well, so, that's another story for another day. Yes, it is. It is. But, um, but yeah, Sabatini's was amazing. Um, but, what I poured or had poured for you guys is a little while ago, we did 
a Ooh. show about Dovetail Brewing oh, out of Chicago. One of my favorites. Mm-hmm. And if you want to th- talk about like traditional German style brewing, these guys both they the two owners they met in Germany while they were getting their master of brewing degree. And um the Hellas Lager, I think, is one yeah. of the best examples so of the style. Good. Yeah. And like when we tried that flight, like it was mm. one of the most solid flights we'd had this year. So yeah. um yeah. here's to dovetail, here's to loggers. Um, and I think this was a great year for it. Yes. And I think we um any quick thoughts from the rest of the peeps about Kendall loves beer. Hellas. So yeah, you know. Yeah. yeah. Just give me a Hellas and I'm Hellas, happy. yes. Even an average Hellas makes me happy. An extraordinary Hellas just puts me over the moon. If yeah. this is Hellas, I'm here for it. Right. I know, right? It's a Hellas in back. That little hint of sweetness mm. on it, it gets me every time. It just yeah. makes me so happy. Thank you for putting us on the highway to Hellas. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> nice. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a show idea. <laughs> it's coming, folks. Season eleven. No, I, um, yeah, this is this is beautiful. I mean, I mean, any day of the week, it's great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and cool. really well crafted. We are going to rate this the Hellas Logger from Dovetail a five. I wanted to go quickly because Julian has seven besties. So. <laughs> okay, I don't have seven. I have two. Teen. I just have two. Plus four bonuses. Two. My, okay, three, so three while I'm going to be talking, the first beer that is looking orange juicy to you guys okay. at the mm-hmm. table yeah. mm-hmm. is from Bissell Brothers, and it oh, is yeah. called Reciprocal. It's a double dry hopped IPA, 7.3% IV. That's weird, yeah. Are they making beer flavored beer is the mm. question. Okay. I thought they made vacuums. Ouch. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. Rude. Rude. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I um, had to take, well, since the pandemic, the pandemic, the lockdown really inhibited me, um, A, from being able to have time off of work to go and do things, but then also so many things were shut down, right? So this was the first year that I actually was able to spread my wings again and go to places that I, that I, I've been wanting to go to and couldn't get to and visiting a lot of new breweries in my home state and the surrounding Maryland, New Jersey, New York um, area that I've been wanting to for a while and just haven't been able to, you know, due to construction. So this was just great getting out there, being near the Jersey Shore, um, being in Baltimore, being just near the water and near friends and near some really good beer flavored beer. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? Um, So the Lone Oak that we had earlier was from my trip to Maryland and a beautiful, beautiful place to go for a beer. Their backyard is just this big wide open space. They have tents that you can actually sit in. Like there's the tents are so big that you can have a table in there and then they have an outdoor stage. So the Could tents- you have a carnival in the tents? No, but it's intense. <laughs> oh, oh yes. <laughs> hey oh wow. <laughs> but you can 
live shows there are really great. I'm going to disregard that. Um, and you can sit in the tent and have some beer and have some food while you're enjoying the live music, which is really great. And a lot of these other breweries that I've been to um, this year, their outdoor spaces were really nice. And to me, that's what it's all about, right? It sounds like this was all very intentional. <laughs> you're cute the intent <laughs> alright so one of the things that I was able to have a decent amount this year was Abyssal Brothers and this was one of the breweries that has been on my bucket list of like I keep hearing the hype and I'm like yo well, maybe they're alright maybe it's just meh but I've actually really enjoyed so this is one of them the other one um, that I have because Wait, I can't. We should, we should oh, probably, you know. We well, I'm probably. just discussing. I'm just saying what I have at the table first. Well, I'm just saying and then we'll, what I'm saying. Okay, fine. All right. If we were to discuss and rate this one from Bissell Brothers, the Cause, reciprocal. Because Dave insists. Because Dave mm-hmm. insists. What do you guys think of it? Besides it being like really juicy. I like it. It's uh, it's a hazy IPA, but it's not overpowerful or overpowering on your palate it actually cleans off gets a little crisp and clears out and there's actually yeah. bitterness there which is what i love i like that that's the best part about the beer yes. yeah how's that yeah. even a thing it you happens know, so occasionally the, let's get back to the alchemist you know they're the ones who i think introduced hazy but bitter still. yeah sean yeah. loves mm-hmm. hazy boys then it, oh totally yeah. totally loves them yeah, and that's why i i liked and enjoy this one so much is that it wasn't too over the top yeah. cool Cool. I only enjoy, enjoy my Hazy Boys intense. <laughs> <laughs> intense Hazy Boys. Intentionally intense. Band once again. Sweet. Okay. Band once again. So the reciprocal <laughs> double dry hopped IPA from Bissell Brothers. We are going to rate a four. You're cute. Okay. Next is this like hidden treasure in Maryland that I was so jazzed about. And Washington, D.C.? Did you get jazz hands? I that was going to be jazz. my question. I yeah. did have jazz hands. And good old boy, Kendall, you were on this episode, mm-hmm. weren't you? I yeah. was. Okay. So, Totes My Oats from Crooked Crab. That's delicious. It's an oatmeal stout. Now, okay, you're going to say to me, well, Julia, it's just an oatmeal stout. Hey, Julia. Um, this is just an oatmeal stout. <laughs> but it's a friggin' delicious oatmeal stout. Darn hey, this is a delicious oatmeal stout. <laughs> yeah, darn near perfect. It's scrumptiousescent, actually. Well, and to me, this just like beckons back to the whole like the Pilsners and all these like styles that have been missed for a while. Oh, it well, touches me in right. all my special places. No, but they. <laughs> <laughs> he is on fire today. Yeah, he is. He's on triple fire. secret. Stick around for the eleven o'clock show, <laughs> triple folks. Secret probation. It's a blue. <laughs> wow. But when was the last time you had a really good oatmeal stout? I love a great oatmeal stout. I feel like just the creaminess. Like, it, I mean, we're used to the traditional, but nobody's making them anymore. It's and like maybe Samuel Smith's is like one of the. Like a reference standard. Yeah, Yeah, I feel like they're just getting started. Like, I know they're a newer kind (laughs) of brewery. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. Trying to figure it out. Yeah, we'll stick the landing one of these days. (laughs) Yeah. But this is delightful. I mean, this is 
just so lovely. Thank you for bringing this. This this brewery makes so many good beers. Oh my it's gosh, so good. yeah. Like I think everything. Well, and I'm saying everything because it was in um, a random like Maryland Hall, but I happened to have three of these beers because I'm not gonna lie, it was the kind of the can art that kind of drew me in. But then the guy at the store said, oh, yeah, these guys are up and coming. And I actually like them. And I'm like, okay, cool. Crooked crab. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They mm-hmm. made a really good Pilsner. Solid beers. But yeah. I, I think what you're saying about this one is absolutely right. I don't think I've had an oatmeal stout in years. I, I, I feel like I just haven't seen them. People aren't brewing them. And and I remember why I love them so much. Yeah. It's a beautiful yeah. style. It's like a Great forgotten presentation style. Because everybody stout. wants to make a roasty, creamy, yeah. still just, ugh. Well, right. when people Lactose make a, infused. Yeah, when people make a stout now. Cereal and cookies. Yeah. yeah. Right. Well, or right. they want to make an imperial barrel aged stout that's like Full 17%. Of maple syrup. Yeah. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Ain't just, nobody got time for that. That's right. <laughs> well, no. I mean, and I think we've had so much. You save your oatmeal for breakfast. Excessive <laughs> flavor, you know, for the past couple years. Yeah. Be it like excessively soured or kettle soured or lactose laden. Get back to the beer. Yeah. That. Thank you, seriously, for bringing this in because I used to love oatmeal stouts and it's not even a thing anymore. Yeah. I know. Yeah. I know. Yes. It's a shame. So. It's delightful. Touch Sparky in his special places. <laughs> Warmed his cockles. It was intense. <laughs> yes. Wow. Bag okay. Check. What would you guys yep. like to rate the totes my oats? Yeah, well, oh, we're going yeah. five. Okay. God, that was long. It um. Was. Well, that's, that's going to do it for a really great episode. And the end of season 10. Wow. A great season. Wow. We really Which appreciate I you guys. still can't get over. Yeah. Yes. It is hard to believe. Yeah. Yes. Ten yes. Seasons. Yes. Cheers to all of us for making it through another trip around the sun. Cheers. And rest you know, in peace. Good old boy. Keep yes. Yes. Oh, man. yes. We miss you, man. We're going to miss you every Already time do. we record. Yes. And every day. Well, Okay. Good old boy, Kendall. Thanks for being here today and sharing your beer. It's been a pleasure. Thanks for having me. Please tell us about your blog. My beautiful wife and I blog about the good news of good beer at beermakes3.com. Bye, June. We miss you. You should come visit us. Good old boy, Sparky. Thanks for having me. I'm really looking forward to the 20th episode. 20th year episode. <laughs> 20th episode, yeah. Good old boy, Sean. Great to be here as always and always good to share good beer. Good old boy, Dave. Thanks, guys. Here's to 10 more good years. This is Good Old Girl Juliana. Keep on chuggling and catch you next time. We hope you enjoyed this episode. If you're listening to us online, do yourself a favor and tap. Just tap it in. The subscribe button. Give it a little tappy. Tap, tap, tap a room. The easiest way to listen to our show is to ask Siri, Alexa, Google, Uncle Larry, or whoever it is that talks to you on your phone. Play podcast Sip Suds and Smokes. We love your feedback, and you can reach us at info at sipsudsandsmokes.com. Our tasting notes flow out on Twitter and Instagram with our handle at sipsudsandsmokes, and our Facebook page is always buzzing with lots of news. You'll also be able to interact with the thousands, millions, and millions of other fans on those social media platforms. Do us a favor. Take the time to rate this episode if you're listening to us online. 
That's a big help to us, and we get to see your feedback as well. Come back, join us for another episode, and keep on sipping. This has been a One Tan Hand production of Sip, Suds, and Smokes, a program devoted to the appreciation of some of the finer slices of life. From the dude in the basement studios, your host, the good old boys, will see you all next time.